Good morning, guys, and welcome back to the RR Show. This is episode 161, and today we are jumping into a little bit of r slash, well, dear Reddit. Today I fucked up. We have some absolute crackers here for you today. It's going to be a great episode, so get buckled in. Don't forget, though, if you like our show and want to support us or just want to get your hands on some extra episodes, head on over to our Patreon. But right now, grab your tea, grab your popcorn, and let's jump into our first story from... Ooh, Anonymous. Today I fucked up by taking my friend's fiancé out for a drink. Now streaming, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. This happened two weeks ago. I, female, met my friend's male fiancé a couple of months ago when he moved with her back to his hometown. The fiancé and I got on well enough and we tentatively started to form a friendship. The night before their wedding, my friend stayed over at his brother's. I stayed the night at their house with the bride. She had no friends or family in town, so I was by default the bridesmaid. Feeling kinda sorry for her for not having had a bachelorette party or anyone around, I suggested that we go out for a few drinks, celebrate her last few hours of singlehood. She agreed. I ordered a beer and a tequila each for the first round, thinking that we'd start with a shooter, have a few beers and end off with a shooter. Nothing wild. I didn't want to be the cause of a severely hungover bride. After the first tequila hit her stomach, she changed, became more animated. I put it down to pre-wedding excitement. No one told me that she was a recovering addict who hasn't had a drink in four years. No one. In the past when I visited, my friends and myself would drink a beer and she wouldn't. I always thought that it was because she wasn't particularly fond of beer or alcohol. I have lots of girlfriends like that, who will only drink on certain occasions. But I like beer. The bride started chugging beers and shooters like a frat boy. I tried to stop her. She would not listen to reason. She became more and more aggressive, so I just backed off. Had I known then what I know now, I would have made a bigger effort, even if that may have meant a black eye or a bloody nose for me. As Murphy would have it, she chose the exact moment to go to the restroom as a girl who was doing lines in the stool next to her. The bride asked and got given. Anything for the bride, right? Oh my god, oh wonderful, you're getting married tomorrow? Here's another. The night went downhill from there. She was like a freight train with me barely hanging on. She phoned her husband-to-be and told him that the wedding was off, that she's changed her mind. I felt like dog shit. I eventually managed to get her home at around 4am. He was waiting for her. She screamed at him and he shouted at me. They postponed the wedding. I feel so, so bad. I never wanted to cause shit for either one of them. 
To be fair, I'm pretty sure we've all had nights like that where we've just gone out for one quick drink and then suddenly it's 2pm the next day and you regret everything. Our next story is from Poker OTR. Today I fucked up by getting scammed for $2,000. So I'm a truck driver and last night I got scammed for $2,000. It happened at the Terribles gas station right before Las Vegas. I parked there to go to sleep and shut down for the night. I went down from my truck to walk around and stretch my legs. As I was walking around, a black SUV pulled up next to me and a rich looking Middle Eastern guy rolled down his window in a panic. He looked desperate and his wife in the back seat was crying with her two kids. He was asking for help because his wife's purse got stolen in Vegas and it had all their things in it like money and their passports. I saw how distraught this guy was acting, so I took 30 bucks from my wallet and was going to give it to him. He pleaded with me that he needed more because he was heading to San Francisco, so he offered his necklace and gold ring. I refused and told him to just take the 30 bucks so I could just go back to my truck and rest. He kept begging and offering me his jewelry. I started to feel bad for the guy so I went to my truck and got 100 bucks. I was gonna give this guy 130 bucks for free. I told him I don't want his jewelry, I just want to help him and his family. He said he cannot take it for free and offered his jewelry but still said he needed more money. This is when I should have just walked away. Call me foolish and naive, but I just wanted this guy to go away so I could rest. So I figured that if I gave him like 300 bucks, I wouldn't feel guilty taking the jewelry and he could have enough money to make it to San Francisco. He kept pleading and begging and adding more jewelry and before I knew it, I was giving this guy 750 bucks. Then his wife starts crying more and says that they need money for new passports and how it's $300 per person and there's four of them. The guy offered me the last bit of jewelry he had which was a Rolex watch that he said cost tens of thousands of dollars. This is where I believe my greed got a hold of me because this guy is telling me he's a rich guy from Dubai and he doesn't care how much the jewelry costs, he's just desperate for cash so that they can make it to San Francisco and then back to Dubai. I don't know much about jewelry, so I thought if I gave this guy 1200 bucks for his Rolex watch, that I assumed was real because he's Mr. Big Shot from Dubai, I could sell the jewelry and get my money back at the very least. So in total I gave this guy 1950 bucks for two gold necklaces, one gold ring and a Rolex watch. I was skeptical, of course, but like I said, I think my greed clouded my judgement. I walked back to my truck and lay down trying to process what just happened. I was staring at the jewelry and then I looked up how to tell if an 18 karat gold necklace is fake. That's when I saw a news video on YouTube about people getting scammed on the road by Middle Eastern guys offering their jewelry. The news described exactly what I just went through and that the jewelry these scammers used is obviously fake. I feel like an idiot and can't believe how naive I was to fall for this scam. I never thought I'd fall for something like this, especially seeing as I watch scam baiting videos like Kit Boger on YouTube. I am partial to the odd scam baiting video, Kit Boger's good. You should also check out our YouTube channel while you're over there.
Our next story is from Tweaky Biff. Today I fucked up by accidentally letting a rat inside my house. Night of the Rat I didn't get any sleep two nights ago, and here is why. I live in the mountains on the front range of Colorado, and I happened to leave a door propped open for a bit to move a large ladder in and then out the house. I didn't think much of it and went about my day. Later on, I was sitting at the kitchen table and heard a sound. At first, I thought it was just the ice maker in the fridge, but it became apparent it was something else. I went in the kitchen to investigate and it appeared to be coming from behind a basket I use for glass recycling that's tucked underneath the kitchen counter. I pulled the basket out to see, and there was a nice healthy rat with beady black eyes cowered back in the corner. I immediately set up a boundary of pictures and other objects to try and block him in the kitchen, and then I grabbed the broom. I tried to get him and pin him down with the broom, but he was just so fast and wily. He scampered under the oven and I could see him under there with my flashlight, with those beady black eyes. I moved the oven an inch or two from the wall and he ran to hide in the boundary I made. I tried to get him again with the broom. But the highly energetic rat made it past the boundary and hid under the couch in the living room. The front door is only a few feet away, so I propped it open, hoping he might just scamper outside. Then I lifted up the rather heavy couch and tried to direct my little friend to the front door with the broom. Well, I lost track of him and went around the house on my hands and knees with my flashlight to try and spot him. After I couldn't find him, I thought he must have just gone out the door at some point and dismissed it. Later that night, I went to bed as normal and fell asleep around 11.30pm or so. I keep an insulated cup of water and a CPAP machine I use on my bedside table. I sleep on my stomach. I woke up at 3am or so and thought I felt something cross my back. In my sleepy state, I wondered if it was just the movement of the blankets settling. But then I realized it was something else. I sprung out of bed like a grasshopper on a hot plate and checked the blankets for rats. Nothing. I got out the flashlight, but could not find anything. I was too tired to deal with it and tried to go back to sleep. I put the blankets over my head, tucked them in all around me and used the CPAP like a deep sea diver's hose. I was eventually able to go back to sleep. A while later, I felt the feet on my back again, and this time I sprung up and I saw him. He jumped off the bed and ran into the next room. He was hiding underneath the stereo in there. I put a have a heart trap down near the stereo and went back into the bedroom. I saw that he'd been nibbling on the silicon mouthpiece on the metal straw I use in my water cup, and he left me a poop too. Gross. I took the cup downstairs and put it in the kitchen sink. Then I went back in the bedroom and closed the door, put down a twisted up towel and a guitar amp to block the bottom of the door. I also used 99% rubbing alcohol all over my bedside table. I cocooned up in the blankets again with the diving hose and tried to get back to sleep. Well, I felt the feet again. He was in my bedroom. I was really frazzled at this point. I was not getting any sleep and had to do something. I decided to set a trap. 
I went downstairs to the kitchen and retrieved the cup. I put the cup back on my bedside table and also put a have a heart trap right next to it, rigged with some cashew butter and a jar lid filled with water as bait. I cocooned back up with my dive hose and tried to get some sleep. I was in a half-sleep state and I heard a noise from the trap. False alarm. I must have brushed up against it with my blanket or something. Back to sleep again and a while later, I heard the trap again. And I had got him. Phew! I got a little bit more sleep and then took him to a nice field a few miles away and released him. I always like it when you get a nearly happy ending. Now, believe it or not, this poster actually has videos of the rat and the rat being released. He is A, way cuter than you could possibly imagine, and B, well, it's just incredible there's videos. Jump on Discord and I will pop a uh, link over there to the original post that has a link to the YouTube on there. Also, while you're on YouTube, go and subscribe to our channel. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookyScienceSisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky. Our next story is from Planned Pain. Today I fucked up by proposing to my partner in Mexico. Last week, I, male 44, took my partner of female 44, her daughter 12 and my sons 12 and 16 on vacation to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. I got two suites. One for the kids and one next door for the romantic couple. In addition to typical plans of surfing, swimming with dolphins, ziplining, etc., which are all amazing, I arranged a very special surprise. A romantic dinner at sunset on the beach for my partner and I. Beforehand, I talked to my partner's daughter and told her I wanted to ask her mummy to be my partner forever and for us to all be a family together. I asked her if that would be alright and she said, I approve. I also talked to both of my boys and made sure that they were fully on board as well. Everyone was excited about the plan, so I told them they'd be able to see us from the balcony of the hotel room, but that I also wanted them to come join us at 8 so that they could be there when I pop the big question. Dinner was perfect. A private chef served an amazing bottle of wine followed by a terrific salad and delicious authentic enchiladas with beans and rice. And then our kids came down almost perfectly on time. They'd all taken it upon themselves to shower and do their hair and had replaced their swimsuits. My partner's daughter wore an adorable dress and both my boys donned slacks and polo shirts. With a picture-perfect sunset over the ocean behind me, I get down on one knee. In retrospect, that's when I first felt the storm inside beginning to rumble, but let's ignore it for now, just like I did in the moment. I told my partner that I was madly in love with her, 
Tears of happiness overflowed as I asked her if she'd be my forever, and she said yes. We spent time hugging and kissing each other and hugging and chatting with each of our kids as the sun set. My partner's daughter asked what she could call me now, and we agreed on stepdad. I tried for the coolest, most awesome guy in the world, but she thought that was too wordy. My 12-year-old acknowledged our commitment by similarly calling my partner his stepmom. We shared a wonderful dessert with the kids, had one last special group hug, signed La Quinta and began walking back to our room for what I expected would be a night of romance and passion to celebrate an amazing evening and our love for each other. I was so badly mistaken. It started out with a little rumbling and feeling flushed. But by the time we'd gotten the kids tucked in, I was curled up in a ball on the bed sweating. I went through no less than seven pairs of underwear that night and left a trail of liquid shit from my bed to the toilet that only became truly visible in the light of day. But the worst of it has got to be the smell. I mean, shit never smells like cinnamon and candied apples, but this stuff is a whole new level of liquid evil that would make a dead man wretch. All happening right next to the woman who just pledged to spend the rest of her life by my side. It's been a constant and consistent ever since. Every single night. I even packed extra underwear for the flight home just in case I couldn't get to the lavatory quickly enough. As we returned to my partner's home in the US, I evaluated my condition and decided I was finally in the clear. My partner and I showered away the travel germs, snuggled into her bed together, and drifted off to sleep. For a couple of hours, and then my bowels became a Trojan horse of personal betrayal. While I peacefully slept next to the love of my life, they exploded, spewing disaster and carnage that ensured complete destruction of all things holy. I had to wake her up to tell her what had happened, and watch her face as the disorientation of peaceful dreams was replaced by a horrific reality. I was rightfully banished to sleep on towels in the basement after that, and I slept at my own home the next night. We'll see what the future holds, but as of now we have yet to consummate our love and new commitment to each other. Not consummated the marriage yet. I hope not. I mean, you should just be glad she hasn't dumped your ass, to be fair. <laughs> Our next story is from Tactical Bong 104. Today I fucked up by questioning my girlfriend's childhood memory. I'm 19 male, my girlfriend is 20, and I was lying in bed with her this morning watching videos. We usually do this when we first wake up. Sometimes she'll pause the video and tell me a little anecdote about her that the video reminded her of. I don't mind it most of the times, I like hearing about her life and it's become pretty routine. A bit of context. My girlfriend has PTSD from long-term emotional abuse during her childhood and several accounts of assault. This morning we were watching videos and came across one about some guy that got kneed in the balls. She tells me a story about how her dad once, when she was younger, pretended to choke her. She panicked and accidentally kneed him in the balls to get away, which he responded to by punching her more than once. 
This set off some alarm bells for me because her dad is known for having been sexually and emotionally abusive to her and her mum. I asked if she thought she could have gotten away without hitting him. She thought for a second, frowned and said no. She seemed a little surprised by her own answer. So I then asked her how she knew he was just playing around. She looked uncomfortable while she thought some more and finally said, because he was laughing. My heart dropped when I saw her face as she realized that that funny childhood memory was just more abuse that she remembered differently. She started crying. It was genuinely difficult not to cry with her. She doesn't usually cry in front of me and it was painful to see her like that. She told me about how after she'd come out about having been assaulted to her family, which included some details, her father would intentionally do things that reminded her of the assault and said that he usually expressed amusement when she got upset. She said she realized that him pretending to choke her was probably him forcing her to remember again. After a few minutes, she calmed down, cleaned herself up, and then mentioned being hungry. She left the room to throw something in the oven and I followed her down a few minutes later. When I'd gotten to the kitchen, her eyes were just kind of glazed over and she had little to no expression on her face and the motions she went through looked robotic. I'd seen her like that several times in the past and just assumed she was tired. Now I think it might be a trauma response to overwhelming emotions. At the moment, she's just sitting in the kitchen waiting for her food to be done. There's a timer on her phone, but other than that, she's just sitting and waiting. I asked if she'd be alright, and she just said, I will. I'm just thinking. Should I sit with her? Should I leave her be? I wish I could help her better. I feel useless right now. I could have just let it be. She probably would have gone the rest of her life remembering differently. But I got curious and ruined her day. Alright guys, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode just as I am sure you enjoyed all of the other episodes. If you are just itching to get a little bit more, you can check out our Patreon for the bonus episodes or shoot on over to our YouTube channel, The RR Show, where there's not only the episodes there, but also some new content that's ex 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 exclusive to YouTube. I'll see you over there, guys. If not, I'll see you in the next episode. Until then, peace out, take care. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience.
Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.